It's lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Brooklyn Cafe studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat at the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, or a movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in free, 888-994-4995 right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. No applause? No applause, I guess. What happened? <laughs> thank you, thank you. And that would be video on the board. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. The end of September is upon us. The year is ending, thank goodness, because, man, we got to get out of 2020 I and start tell all you, over. I would not be so quick to end 2020, because what if 2021 isn't any better? And then you look back and say, I wish it was still 2020. As the I grass said, is 20, not always greener on the other side, my as friend. I, as I said, 2020 is almost over, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know what you said, but just saying. I want to wish all of you, first of all, let me thank you for sharing out the show. The numbers have been increasing again. We were just talking about that, actually. It's funny because our television program on Roku and Amazon took a dip. Do you know that we were getting over 260,000 households right before the pandemic and growing? And then it took a bullet. But we're going to bring it back. We're going to start all over. We're going to have fun and games. For those of you who did not hear the morning show, this Friday's morning show is going to be very unique. I have a game here that Dawn brought about six years ago. She never <laughs> took it out. So I started reading it. The cards in there. You could play along. We're going to give out some gifts and everything else. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to do a skit. Wait till you hear what's coming. Uh-oh. We're going to do an airline. Remember we were up at the other studio, and I wanted to do an airline skit? We yes, had the, the yes. Stewardesses. Well, somebody here does a little something-something in the airline biz- business, not currently, but in you the You do past. that too? No. Yeah, she writes about <laughs> destinations. I just thought of it, destinations. Yes, we were going to do that. So Vinny's going to be the pilot, Captain Crunch. He says, ooh, Captain Crunch. <laughs> Captain Crunch. Is this going to be like Captain Crunch coming out of every project? I like that. So we're going to be looking for that, and, uh, and we'll have some fun with that as well. Awesome. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. It's nice to be back. I feel like I haven't been here in so long. It was only a day. It's the weirdest thing. One day, and we're back rolling and going. Uh, this is what happens when you are, you know, the upper echelons, and you take vacation, you get time off. No, it was actually, it was, you know, Yom Kippur is considered the holiest day of the year. For I the know, Jewish faith. I, so, I, I called the Pope yesterday. He so that was me. the one day a year he that I actually me. take off. So that was yesterday. But we're back in full force today. We've got a great guest. We've got Jacqueline Coleman joining us. I think Crazy Uncle Mike, Mike Goodwin is joining us. And then Flynn's Arcade will be coming in virtually on our 1 o'clock hour. And it is also National Coffee Day. I'm sorry. What do you call him? Mike Goodwin. Is that his name? Uh-huh. Crazy Uncle Mike has a name? Yes. I thought it was Crazy Uncle Mike. <laughs> Mike Goodwin? Uh-huh. Really? Yes. And everyone knows Mike. Everyone knows Mike. I know him as Crazy Mike. He's Crazy just Uncle Freddy. Mike. 
I didn't know that. Mike Goodwin is his name. He has a real, he I has thought his a real name, name. versus the figure was crazy. <laughs> nope. So he's coming in in a little bit and they made me lose my train of thought. Today is National Coffee Day. We've got a coffee taste test going on. You got your coffee there? But we know what coffee. our coffee tastes like, but we do not know what some of the other coffees taste like. And we're going old school, black coffee. This way, no mixes. You guys got to see which is the smoothest. Whoa, whoa, I didn't sign up for that. I did. Because how can you test coffee, coffee as you call it, coffee, if you mask it with sugar and milk? You have to well, do the authentic I like, kind I like of booze, coffee. but I don't drink that straight up either. Yeah, you do. Well, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> I sort of put a little juice, a little lemon, a little lime. Straight up as it goes. So Teddy's getting that ready for National Coffee Day. So we're supposed to, what, determine what flavor the coffee, like we did with the cookies? I think there's five different, six different locations that caught five different locations that the coffee came from. So you're going to get... I guess it's a Vinomura Uno. That's your own. I don't know what that is. No, it's not my own. That's this one here. That's the coffee from the cafe. Right. That's the cafe coffee. So that's number one. And then you got four more to try. I like it. You like that a lot? I like it a lot. And today is National Coffee Day. Is that what you're talking and about? 100%. Now, I need to know who started creating these things, because I remember being a kid, I never heard of National Coffee anything. Or National Red Wine Day or National New York Day. There's a national day to celebrate everything. It is National Red Wine Day every day. That's a national 365-day holiday. We have to find out some of the best red Can we ask you some of the best wines? Are you allowed to share? So we <laughs> she may, she might not answer our question, but we can ask anything we want to ask. But before we ask, we're going to ask, do you like red or white better? Oh, come on. It's that's a big a, difference. That's a tough question. But, I mean, it depends on, on what I'm eating, what, what, what's going on in the world. I mean. What's going on in the world? It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's 12 o'clock. You're probably going right, to white. You know what? I'll take a, a glass of rosé right now. How about that? Oh, we've got oh, Jacqueline really? Coleman, writer Jacqueline <laughs> Coleman with us. And our producer, Dylan, was supposed to be here, but... I don't see him, but Dylan's been finding some great guests. Dylan is on the ball. I got to tell him, I'm impressed with the And kid. Dylan sent us the information on Jacqueline. He does hound us to follow up on our emails, and which is really great. So I got the pleasure of speaking with Jacqueline on Friday, I think it was. Yeah. And she is, I must say, Freddie, it is still all about the you. I oh, have to tell again. you. Big really? win this weekend. Big win this weekend, but it goes way back mm -hmm. to you the origination to the of the U. Oh, it was bigger than that. <laughs> Oh. I went to the U, um, but my family history goes way back, as Don said. Uh, my great-grandfather was one of the founders of the athletic department there at the university, and my grandfather was a past president of the Orange Bowl Committee, and he was actually, and Don, I don't think I told you this, but when he was five years old, he was the first mascot for the team, so he ran in front of the team with a double-zero jersey and a soft-sided helmet. And um, so actually, I think it was in 1996 when they did the 70th anniversary of the first team, my grandfather was invited back to also take part in that as, um, as the first mascot. And uh, no, he was not Sebastian the Ibis. But uh, it was funny because these old men, you know, these guys that had played football who were 15 years older than him, we're patting him on the back saying, oh, so great to see you, so great to see you. And he's kind of like, oh, I was a kid. But um, so it, it was a you know great honor, and I was on the field with him that day for that. So I, I got to ask a question, 58, 40, 38. I'm, I'm Is waiting. the University of Miami about 40 years old, 38, 48, around the 45? No, the university was founded in 1921 or 25. 
Really? 25. It's funny, when I was in Puerto Rico, I I had to be in 76, 77, around there, um, I received a letter from the University of Miami. Because I remember that the mascot is that the pigeon, the, the, the ibis. Bird. He's an ibis. He's an ibis. Yes, he's a bird. <laughs> he's a bird. He's right? an ibis. With yes. a muscle. Yeah, yes. And he has a big U on his chest. And he wears like a sailor's hat or something. ECIS. ECIS. Sometimes ibis. Ibis. Ubis. We all miss. Whatever. That thing showed up at my house, right? So I had never heard of it. The mascot or an actual bird? The school. At okay. NYU. I'm mean, uh, in Puerto Rico. So I put it on the bed. I put all my universities on the bed. And my mother said, you're going to go to Florida. Oh, man, you know, the more I think about this, I think the reason I didn't go to the University of Miami was because I ended up going to New York City. You NYU. might have met me sooner. Wow. But I'm five years old than you. Yeah, maybe not. It depends how long it took you to get through school. But you went through school early. I was 16. So I would have never met you there. You're five years older, plus you went you two years early. So, yeah, pretty much. Where the hell are you? <laughs> but I'm beginning to think because I remember the mascot being a little bit different. And you were involved in its inception. Your dad was running around being the my, mascot. My grandfather. Your grandfather was, was the mascot. Mm-hmm. But he you was, went he there was too? not the Ibis. He was a little boy that just ran in front of the team. This was before the inception of the Ibis. So he was just a little boy. But the Orange Bowl, too, you told me, Ghost of the Orange Bowl, and my gosh, everyone knows the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Well, my grandfather, my great-grandfather was, was one of the founders of the Orange Bowl Committee, so he was one of the first members um, and a past president. And then my grandfather was a president in the 60s, early 60s. So he was actually the first second-generation president of the Orange Bowl Committee. And he was president uh, the year that JFK attended the Orange Bowl game, which was early 1963, right before he unfortunately passed away later that year. Um, so there's a photograph of, you know, the famous photograph is JFK flipping the coin um, and my grandfather is standing next to him. And um, there was a, a headline in one of the Miami papers that said, Mr. President, meet Mr. President. Um, because at the time, you know, the Orange Bowl Committee, and it still is, but it was, it was very prestigious, and being president of the Orange Bowl Committee was a big deal. Um, so, you know, having the president of the United States, obviously, was also a big deal to have him at the game. So. Is your great-grandfather from Miami? So, my great-grandfather came down from Georgia, I believe. Uh, my grandfather was born in Miami. Uh, my mom was born in Miami. I was born in Miami. So. so you've been in my you've been in Florida all your life, all my life, with the exception of a, a few years I lived in Washington D.C. Um, but yes, for most of my life, yes. Miami's a lot different. Coral Gables is totally different. Yeah, yeah. It's a. I mean, it's a beautiful place. And Coral Gables, again, you know, I, over the course of of my lifetime, I've seen that part of Miami change. I've seen Coral Gables change. Um, you know, it, and it. It became my favorite little city. I moved away and I came back and I, I really love it. So um, great things, great things happening there. And that's just one side of what you do. So we're trying to like hone in on what Jacqueline actually does. Jacqueline. <laughs> well, if you can figure yeah. it out, let me and know. <laughs> everything that we turn around, she does something else. Well, she's involved in, you know, that or you don't like pivoting because she's doing different things right now. Her career is definitely going on the upswing. I know that she does radio. <laughs> 
I do. Um, once a week, right? You do a segment? I do. I, well, I'm a guest host on Linda Gassenheimer's show, so it's not my personal show, but uh, Linda has a great show. And it's called Food News and Views, and I do her wine segment. So. And tell week. us about what you do with wine. You, you kind of like we can rent you it. Now pronounce the word right because we have this whole thing. It's sommelier, sommelier, sommelier. So that's a big debate. I think, you know, technically sommelier. Um, however, I've heard sommelier and, and nobody really corrects you. So um, It's like Vimeo and Venmo. It's kind of yeah. the same thing in Freddie's word. Wise, <laughs> They're making fun of my, they make fun of my English. We make fun of his English quite a bit. So yeah. I call, there's another lady that we know, her name is Dawn, and I call her Dawn the wine chick, because if you think I'm going to remember, I couldn't even remember her name, I was calling her a different Were you going to tell me Harry is a sommelier? Yes, he is. Can you say that word? No. That's why we have this conversation sommelier. all the time. He says he is a sommelier. I know. They fly him, they fly, you talk about being flown all over the world, this guy's been all over the world because yeah. he's in the top hundred. Yeah, but that's one side of what you do, and what it, what do you do with that? Um, well, I think the main thing is that I I got the basis of my wine education in order to write about wine, um, to write you know intelligently about the subject. So um, primarily, what I do is I write about wine. Uh, I have a, a the vino column for Biscayne Times newspaper in Miami. Uh, I write for a website called Wine Traveler. So there's all different outlets that I write for, and, and I think that you know doing the sommelier education and doing um, you know various other educational organization certifications that sort of thing has led me um, to be a better writer and be able to understand the concepts better, and, and that's mainly uh, my reason for it. I got to tell you, it's a trip walking in with her into a restaurant. It really is because people are going to know that she's the wine. Are Taster, they though? Kind of sore, sommelier. Yeah, and they're going to say, get the good wine out of the back. You I know, mean, things of that nature. Only if they follow me on social media. I don't know. No, I'm going to tell you, it's a small community. But you have a, a tremendous community. social media following. I, I have some friends. So when you sit down <laughs> to dinner with somebody, who orders the wine? Well, so this is weird because, you know, I don't, I don't want to be like that person that's like, oh, no, 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 like, give me the list. Um... So if someone requests that I order a wine, I, I will. But usually I, I take the consensus of the table. You know, what do people want to drink? Like you said, red or white, you know, if rosé. And you don't sort of laugh? Like if I were to say, give me the Boone's Farm in the box? I wouldn't <laughs> judge you too harshly. <laughs> Until she saw our bottle and she went, no, you don't want to drink yeah, that. I did, no, I this is actually that. a prop. I'm not drinking it, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I, I said don't drink that. That's but, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, there's, right, I, I'm not going to be a snob, right? And I hate that in the industry. There's this elitism. There's this pretentious, you know, attitude. And that's not how I drink. That's not how I drink. Well, so. let me ask you a question. How do you feel about beer? <laughs> so I don't drink beer. What about um, spirits? I drink spirits. I, I like uh, I like gin. I'm got, I've gotten into gin lately, and you know, vodka tonic here or there, Bloody Mary. And how about coffee? I love coffee. Okay, we got a few things lined up here for taste testing. Love coffee. And Crazy Uncle Mike just walked in the door with a few bottles of something. Hi. Hey. That's crazy. We're not Uncle quite Mike. sure what Mike just walked. <laughs> we have to get Mike a, a Mike. We got to Mike a Mike. Those are beers. <laughs> Mike a Mike. We got to Mike a Mike. I heard Mike is the hairiest mask on radio. Because he has all the beer hanging we'll out of your mouth. I think that is such a trip. And then you put it everywhere. But that's like your, everybody knows. I didn't even know your last name, Mike. 
She told me today. That's what he said. That's what I thought. I thought you were crazy. He goes, he's got a name. He has a name. That's pretty good. And you write for different social content, social media content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do social media marketing as well for clients. You know, like consulting and but that's that's kind of my my business business. That's not the front the front page. That's the back page. That's the behind the scenes. Interesting. She, we does, the, she does wines and to fill in my she does wines and she writes. I do wines. I She's don't actually like make wine. A, a wine kind of so what do you call them? Sommelier. So we're very careful because <clears throat> we're dumping all the bad wine out, as you yeah. can tell. I just have it here for prop. We got to get some better wine. We got some beer. Mike's just brought in some beer, and we've had some coffee tasting because today is so National Coffee so Day. So let's start with the coffee because it's going to get cold, and I don't like cold coffee. All I right. should have brought my coffee-flavored beer. I just did it. Though. But that, See, well, I would be interested in that. I brought a, I brought a barrel-aged beer, and and mm-hmm. our. We uh, pour coffee in. Oktoberfest yeah. called. We need a third cup to give. Um, third and fourth. You got three and four. That's all right. What about the little the little cups? Use the other one. We can use the little shot ones. Yeah. So to set this thing up, Mike was on the set March 13th. The little snow air phone. Right before. Awesome. Thank you. It's amazing when I look at it from this chair. Right before. He knew that was me. Right before the pandemic hit. Right. And we were talking about, you know, we we, we have to overcome. We have to charge. We have to keep going. Keep going. And he was the last person we had in studio on the 13th. Right? It was St. Patrick's Day. That was the 17th. It was around that day. It was Tuesday, St. Patty's Day, yeah. yeah. And I followed Mike now through this whole thing. And Mike has stayed open. And Mike has pushed. And he pushes. And he keeps going. And I know that you've helped out your workers and everything else. And Mike is very unique in, in, in this neck of the woods. Because no matter how many people have said, you've got to keep going, you've got to keep going. It was because of Mike we never closed down. That was a tribute to him because he said, you got to keep going. You got to stand packed. You got to be strong. Don't let anybody stop you and keep going. And it was because of that that we did when Mike started this whole thing. So I wanted to bring Mike back so we could talk to him to see how it's going for him. I know you got a brand new rep piano. Actually, that has been on our place since the beginning. Has it? took it off the stage. In fact, oh, okay. you sat next to it many a times when you were doing Did the I? show on stage. But Mike gives you a lot of beer. You know um, what I'm saying? So wait, I just I moved it, changed its location. Is? Where's yeah, your restaurant? 6450 North Federal Highway here okay. in Boca. Okay. So it um, is north of Yamato, north of Jeffries. Everybody knows the Duck. The Duck Tavern right. is on the corner of Jeffries. Like, we're just a little further north. I'm not a Boca person, so I'm, I'm learning. A it's further. a beautiful place. It's, it's the a freestanding building. Sits on a city block. It's uh, pretty. It stands out. It's a brewery, About five minutes restaurant, from here. live music venue. It's a beautiful place, and the food is divine. And uh, he has sets. He puts in bands. I mean, the thing is, a stage that's un, unheard of. The way he's done, he's from Vegas. He knows Showtime. He knows the business, and he's kept it open, and pushed and pushed and kept it open. The deliveries and everything else. And I wanted to ask you, how's it going? You know, this week was pretty uh, good for us in the sense of what the governor decided to do, which was uh, eliminate some of the restrictions on our businesses and allow all the bars in the state to open. I never understood why they were being punished when everybody else was opened. And, you know, I, I don't own a bar right now. I own a restaurant and I own a, and a, and a brewery. But it was, it was so weird and, and so arbitrary to say that everybody else can open, but you guys can't, you know, it's like that. It just didn't feel right, and I'm glad that they finally overcame that um, decision. I think that uh, the county and the governor are going to have some discussions this week about occupancy levels, and 
the governor wants to leave it up to the restaurants and uh, the county still wants to control it. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the week, we'll know which one it is and we'll follow the suit on however they decide that we have to go forward. Um, and thus far, you know, I've been able to add some seating on the outside and, uh, you know, making up for some of the space that we've lost on the inside has helped us a lot. Um, having great customers and, you know, that, that like what we're doing that come back and support us, you know, that's been real helpful. And uh, the music, the musicians, everybody's kind of worked together to try to achieve something that's been positive. And, you know, we never let it get to us, you know, from day one, we felt like, you know, everybody's dealing with the same thing. So you're going to cry in your soup or you're going to figure out how to get going, you know? And uh, I think we did an, an okay job. And I think that a lot of places did do an okay job too. And, and uh, I think we're all going to come out of this soon. And I'm feeling pretty positive. You've had a second year anniversary party coming up this weekend, right? Yeah, man. It's something that a lot of people told us that would never happen in this building. You know, they, they told me the building was haunted. Yes. They told me that, you know, I mean, half the owners that have ever owned the building died in the building, I think. I'm not yes. sure. That restaurant has been more things. Really, yeah. So uh, to be walking into our, our third year, walking, you know, having our two year, our second anniversary is, is, is a lot of fun. And, uh, and it feels, you know, it feels like we accomplished something that people didn't think we could do. Um, I believe that we have a lot of people that are liking what we're doing. We're, you know, between Tara's food and Corey's beer and Eric's personality at the bar and and the team that we've had, I think that, uh, you know, we, we've, we've got a good support system in this, in this community. And we built a family, we built a community. And, uh, you know, Crazy Uncle Mike's two years ago was just, what the hell is that? And now when you say it, most people have an understanding that it's an all right place here in Boca. So. Absolutely. He's being modest, it's more than all right. Mike, I would tell you, it's probably the house in Boca right oh, now. I mean, I Everyone is crazy Uncle Mike's. Everybody, and, and you know, he's always done well there. And it's true, I heard somebody died in the place. I was told <laughs> that he was never gonna make it. I remember all these things, and, and I was said, nothing makes it there. That's the famous Wait, line. Is it because the ghost chases you out, or? It's that, there's, there's two places. That's one, and there's another place over on- Dixie and Glades. Yes. They're and, doing well too, Troy's. Yeah? Yeah, you know they're the place, great. right? They're doing a great job over there. <laughs> Well, yeah, since, you know, just in the four years I've been here, that place has been three games. Yep. Know? It was a Golden Tap, then it was ACA, and then, you know, so it was flipping, flipping, flipping. Flips. And, and mm -hmm. it had just flipped right before then. So uh, I'm real happy for Troy and his crew. They're doing a great job there, and, and the food's awesome. So if you haven't tried it, it's a great barbecue. They have a big smoker out. outside. We haven't tried it. We should reach out to them also. I don't, uh, I was there, I don't know, a year or two There's years ago. There's a big ago. smoker outside when you drive yeah. by. Yeah. They do all their, all their cooking outside, and, and for the main part, for the big meat. Right, why don't we go to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to do the coffee taste, coffee first curls, and then we'll go into the beer. And um, then we'll figure out what else we're going to do. So stay tuned. 888-994-4995. And we'll be right back. Even though some things are far away, we plan for them ahead of time because they're important. When it comes to your celebration of life, it's really no different. You want to plan ahead now so your family doesn't have to later and create a service that reflects your values, character, and traditions, no matter what they may be. At Dignity Memorial, we listen to every detail and make sure everyone is remembered. 
At Carmen Care Advanced Laser Therapy, our professional team specializes in finding the best alternative laser therapy treatments for your painful conditions. Do you suffer with chronic pain, a post-traumatic injury, or simply looking for the benefits of cell rejuvenation to the skin? Schedule a consultation today to understand how photobiomodulation can help reduce your symptoms, reduce or even eliminate pain. Give us a call today, 561-405-9577. We focus on treating you who has a disease, not a disease that defines who you are. Contact Carmen Care Laser Therapy today, 561-405-9577 or CarmenCareLaser.com. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in to. Your systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. And we're back. And we're back at the Brooklyn Cafe Show. I was just talking to Mike. On our morning show, I told you, I went to Crazy Uncle Mike's this weekend to watch the Hurricane game, yeah. which was an amazing win. Because they won, yes. It was an amazing game. And the couple that we went with, sometimes we would go down with them to the game and tailgate and do all those fun things that we used to do at the Orange Bowl. But it was a big game. It was FSU Miami. And we went to Crazy Uncle Mike's. And Mike sat us right I texted him ahead of time, right in front of the TV outside on the patio. If it had rained, they have things that can go down. And it was great. The food was great. And I think our friend had the co- he had a bourbon beer. Yep. He said he was on his second glass by the time we got there. Okay. And I said, what are you doing, a taste test? He said, yeah, I tasted the whole glass first. And then he, there was like this much left. He said it was unbelievable. Great. Yeah, we have good beers. Corey makes an amazing product. Which is fantastic. But we're going to go to the beer because that's cold. So let's start with what's a little lukewarm. Because today is National Coffee Day. I thought we were going to the coffee. We are. You said we're going to the beer. After the coffee. We're going to keep the beer cold and go to the hot. Yeah. Okay, whatever All right, what do we have? We'll do. So we have five different coffees from five different shops around here. And everyone has a little bit of it. And if you guys want to taste it, rate it, and try and guess where it's from. Okay, this is not a shot. This is a mug. Okay, well, it was the smallest size that I got. Oh, well, we, I could have taken a shot. Okay. Do, it, right. do I taste it now? Yes. Yeah. Sorry if they're a little lukewarm. We microwave them as much as we could. Ugh, blech. Blech. Wow. That's it is not also. A, that's I not like a recommendation. Oh <laughs> my like God. It. You like it? Scary. Yeah, it's smooth. It's soft. It's smooth. Okay, what the hell did you put in my cup? No milk and no sugar. That's why you got to drink it. Is that what Organic it is? Yeah, it's black coffee. Yeah. This is black. delicious. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Absolutely not. What do you think it is? This is some Pepe Le Pew or something. It can't what be What are the choices? Brand. 
Uh, so we have from Dunkin' Donuts is one of the choices. Uh, we have Starbucks. We have gas station coffee. Mm-hmm. We have from a French cafe in the Town Center Mall that La Bulgerier, I can't pronounce. French, yes. French and we have uh, Carmela's coffee from down the road. Oh, I just had say, Carmela's this morning. I'm going to say, I'm going to say gas station. Yeah, probably. Gas station? Yes. This, Where is Carmela's? There's some gas in here. It's, uh, is that next to Tracy? Close to it, yeah. Okay. It's a super cute little shop. I stopped in there earlier. Is it in that Healing Moments strip mall? I think so. I ordered it. I think it is. It that was one of our morning knocks. I think it's next. Okay. And then do you guys want to give it a rating? Or do you want to just figure out, I find mean, out what it I'm is? I'm scared to give it a rating. This one. <laughs> don't go by Freddy. Don't go by me. Did you guys pick where you think it's from? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's expensive. It's not Starbucks. I know that because Starbucks is usually a little. Richer. Yeah. Isn't that rich? Maybe, rich. maybe Dunkin' or maybe gas station. I would concur with those potentials. But wait, we, we need one, the Dunkin' or the cafe or the gas station? I'm going to say gas station with you, so we're just going to roll on. Gas station. Okay. <laughs> I'll just say Dunkin' for the sake of being a country. I said we're two and two. Wait a minute. What's the rating? One to what? One to ten. Ten being great? Ten being great. All right, I'll go last because I can tell you my number. <laughs> a six. Six? What is wrong with you? A fairness, inequality. What you guys' guesses or ratings? Uh, average. Six. Yeah, six. six. Right. Ready? One. Okay. Yeah, I know. There right. must be something wrong with my cup. <laughs> What's our next one? Sexosphere acid. So that one, do you want to find out what this one is or find them out at the end altogether? I find them at the end. Okay. Otherwise, it limits our choices. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, my God. Not for nothing, but this segment has a whole, you know, what happened to just a little pour? Hector, well, you want coffee? We got, I just got a bunch of smalls because the smallest they would give me. Okay. See, this is better. This, I would say, is Duncan. Hector, you, you think that coffee? one's Duncan? I think this is Starbucks. Which one do you want? You want here, give this to Hector. Don, you think this is Starbucks? I think this you is Duncan. You say Duncan, you say Starbucks. I just don't drink Duncan enough to know. This one's too bitter yeah. for me. Did you find this bitter? Yeah. I give that one like a, a two. Like I think I like Don, this one. Don, that one's a two. I know, they're all kind of warm. You like it or you want to try this What do you guys think? We're gonna, I'm going to say something in fairness. These coffees are not warm. They're not Yeah, I heated warm. them up as much so as I could. we're drinking room temperature things and trying to judge them. So <laughs> if we're wrong, that's my excuse. Yes. Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts is what I think this one is. Yeah, me too. I think this is room temperature Dunkin' Donuts. Right. All right. All right, that's three. Yes, I need her guess. Oh, sorry, Jacqueline. Oh, um, hmm. Well, see, I want to say... Dunkin' Donuts again, but um, I mean, how many times can I say Dunkin' Donuts? Money as you want. Technically You're get five. It right one We're time. just having yeah. fun. <laughs> You're getting right um, one. Uh, like, okay, yeah. fine. That, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin'. And what's the number so one to ten? Don, you gave it a two? Yep. I don't know. Okay. Freddie, what do you give it? Six. Freddie gives yeah. it a six. Jacqueline, Average, Mike, what do you give it? Yes, six. six? Mike shaking his head, yes. Yeah, six works. Six? Jesus All right. Okay. We just have a lot of mugs to wash. I'm going to give you guys like a, this, see, this oh, is see, this great. Is Starbucks. This is Starbucks. All right. Starbucks, you said? Possibly. What were the other two? Carmela's or? Uh, uh, Starbucks, British Duncan, Dunkin', Carmela's, La Bougiere, and Gas Station. So I've never had a Carmela's or La Bougiere. I don't know what it's called. French fries. Oh, French. Starbucks. I'm going to say Starbucks because it tastes burnt. 
I'm going to go with Hamida because it tastes burnt. I say French. Well, French. I only had an iced coffee from there, so I actually don't know what their black coffee is. Freddie? Camila. Camila's. And ratings? Five. Five. Six. Six. <laughs> Slick, where's the enchantress? Oh, I, I All right. Today. All right, we'll go to four. Four. I think so, too. You know, Mike would be a good one to ask. Jeez, Gonna have a lot of dishes to do. Today. Remember these cups? I realize that. These are throwbacks. I don't know, but these three aren't that good. This one's pretty good. The Starbucks are good. Drink. Starbucks. Ugh. <laughs> gas station. Ready. Starbucks. <laughs> I said gas, gas station. station. I mean, there's a Starbucks on every corner, so theoretically Starbucks. it could be from like multiple. Starbucks. What do you guys think? It's technically, it's always there. <laughs> I haven't. I've already voted for the three that I know, so now I'm just going to be flat yes. guessing. <laughs> you can always so, double uh, guess. Camilla. Camilla's. 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 I'm just going to say the French place just for the sake of saying something. <laughs> All right. And ratings? Zero. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Jacklin? Six. Six? 4.5? Did you and I ever agree? No. No. <laughs> 4.5. Now, that's an interesting. Right? It's like saying I have 2.3 children. I'm, I'm a Libra. I'm indecisive. I'm oh, is that what it is? Oh, this is the last one? Yep, this is the last, last one. one. All right, so let's see what this one's like. <laughs> you didn't wow. drink it yet. That's <laughs> not my favorite. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Camilla's. What's the French one called? <laughs> uh, La Bougie. You can just say the French one. La Bouge, whatever it is. Bougie. <laughs> oh my Mike Jacqueline? Whatever one I haven't guessed, it's that one. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll go with Carmela's because I, I haven't guessed that one yet. I've given everyone All right. the other ones a six. That's I'm going to give this one a now five. Now we need the beer to wash it down with Mike. La Bougie. Five. Five. Five on that too. Five. Don Freddie ratings. Four. Four. Point two. But again, four point two. They're old and cold. Yeah. One point two. All right. So, for which one of you guys was your favorite? Your favorite was the third one, which was Starbucks. That was the highest rated. And we all guessed Starbucks too. Didn't yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Almost all of you guessed it. Uh, for the first one was Carmela's. You guys rated it a nineteen between you. The second one was Dunkin' Donuts, and you guys all got that one right. Uh, that was rated 20. The third one was Starbucks, was rated a 22. The fourth one was the mall, the French Cafe. Excuse me. The French Cafe, the La Bougie, was rated a 17.5. And the last one was Gas Station Coffee, rated at an 18. So 18 no. what? 18 out of, I don't know, however many you guys did. I feel pretty good about that. At a 40. I mean, at least we didn't yeah. rate gas station highest. I feel like, so Carmela's got the best. No, Starbucks, Starbucks got the best. Starbucks, Starbucks the best. then Dunkin', then Carmela's, then the gas station, then the French but Cafe. But do you think that's because we're all used to Starbucks? Like, we've had Starbucks the most, and so we know that one better? I don't know. Is that? It could be familiarity. Like, your palate is used to tasting Starbucks. And Starbucks has a bite to it. Yeah, the coffee is a little bit different. Yeah. yeah, but they they also have hundreds of different flavors. So mm -hmm. this is kind of a dark roaster trip, dark, you know. But I know that some of their lighters, their their blondes, they don't have that same burnt flavor that this did. Well, and to be fair, I usually have a latte at Starbucks, so it's usually packed full Sweet. of cream and sugar. And that's what we. Got. Now we're gonna wash it down with some beer. I drink my coffee black. 
Do we know what we're pouring? Are you pouring the same one in all of them? Do you drink your coffees black? I do. You do? I can't, I can't get into it. I should because I put too much creamer in I don't put sugar anymore. I put sweetener, but... All right. We're going to... You want to go right into our beer test? Or you want to yeah. take a commercial first? No, no. Let's go right, All right. into this. So Mike brought two Which beers. Which one did you open? Uh, this one I opened you guys are drinking now. The black top. The black top is okay. what you're doing now. So this is the one that's where you use the bigger mugs. But let's talk to Mike about the brewery, what you've got going on there. Because Crazy Uncle Mike's is has many things. You've got bands. You've got great food, which is a unique mm. menu, a full bar, and a brewery, and outside seating, and so many things at Mike's. Yeah, we're, we're basically craft across all boards, right? So it's kind of an art space. The beer is our art, our food is our art, our music is our art, and then actual entertainment. I mean, the space itself is, yeah. is part of the art, and it's, if you're, if you're a frequenter there, you will realize that it changes quite a bit. It's always evolving. We're moving things. We're taking down walls. We're putting up, uh, you know, barrel walls. We're, we're aging beer a lot in there. Uh, but we make spectacular beer. And, and I think one of our misses on our marketing, I think we've done some great things with marketing, but one of our misses, I think, was really uh, screaming that we're a brewery. And, and we haven't done that. We're a great brewery. And we make spectacular beers, you know, and uh, and I think people don't even know we're a brewery. They just think we're a restaurant on, on Federal Highway. Right. And it doesn't say brewery on our signs. It just says brews. So brews, bites, and beats, those were our three focuses, beer, food, and, and music. Uh, but we also have a craft bar, so we have great, great cocktails, too. Our bourbon our bourbon list is over 160, I think, bourbons, and bourbons, rise, and, and scotches. Wow. Yeah, everyone so, knows you for your music. Because someone asked me over the weekend, were, you, were your bands back and were you open? So everyone knows Crazy Uncle Mike's for their music. We never stopped bands. We, we got them. on the 17th when I was here at 3 o'clock that afternoon, uh, the mayor sent in somebody to give us a note that says you're closed. And on the 18th, we opened as a to-go. On the 21st, we had our first concert for uh, live streaming. And, uh, and that was Spread the Dub. And uh, we kind of got that rolling faster than anybody. We dubbed it the Corona Fest. Um, and uh, we did three to four shows a week all the way through. And uh, we, even after we opened in May, we continued the live streaming. And, and uh, it's a way for the people that are not comfortable to go out to still have great entertainment at home. They can, they can watch music from Crazy Uncle Mike stage Wednesday through Sunday usually. So five nights a week you can sit at home and watch concerts on your TV on YouTube. And the food is amazing. So we were telling people we went there Saturday night, and yes, felt totally safe and amazing. They said, but sports bars aren't known for their food. I said, well, it's really not a sports bar. It's this eclectic space, and the food is unbelievable. My husband said the best hamburger he has ever had by far was the burger you had. That's great. Yeah, Tara uh, Abrams is our chef. Tara started with me 10 months before we actually opened. We, you know, created the desire what we wanted to be, and then She's, she is an executive chef. She's not a, a you know, a, she's been around here for 20 years doing what she does. Um, she graduated college from Lynn University in, in the space of, of hospitality um, and has taken on the, the role of food from that day forward. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've, I've never worked with somebody that's so solid, on her game every day, does great food. Any suggestions I give, we make adjustments and do things to, to just constantly improve and make it better and better and better. And I'm, I'm stoked to have Tara. You're going to have then, to check it out there while you're still down, up yeah, here? I know. I'm thinking about it this afternoon, actually. While her, you're here. Her, her uh, sous chef is, or our sous chef is Andres uh, Avayu. And he used to own a restaurant that was a fine dining restaurant in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale called Piccolo. 
and it was open five years. It was a high-end, 20-seat restaurant, super, super in. He's an amazing chef, too. So we got two real creative people in our kitchen. And then Corey, uh, Corey Wilson, who makes our beer, he's worked with some of the best brewers in the state, and now I think he is one of the best brewers in the state. So um, if, you, if you haven't tasted our beer, you need to taste our beer. And if you don't like beer, drink our sour. It'll change your mind. Their sours are amazing. And you don't yeah. drink beer. Well, I don't, but I'm... I'm I'm smelling this. There's a lot. The aroma is unbelievable. Yes. And this is this is an age. This is a, a quad, I think they said. All right, so what are we drinking here? You brought in two different ones. This is the lighter one. It smells good. It's lighter in color. It's over 12% alcohol. It's been barrel aged in a whiskey barrel. And it, you can taste the whiskey highlights in it. Yeah. And uh, it started off as a uh, Belgian quad and then aged. Oh. So it's a really this nice, is spectacular. full... Way better yep. than coffee. A lot of, like, mango yeah, that coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a different taste, a finishing taste. I don't want to say swallow, <laughs> because, but it's a different. Especially with my acronym. For my <laughs> I'm business. dying with your hat. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie can't see your hat. Can you? I can't. I missed it. <laughs> yeah. I gotta save you on the sidelines. <laughs> Just save me out on that one. <laughs> Our crew was dying over it also, and Mike finally turned around. I'm like, yeah. But it's had a different finishing taste. It's, it's because of it's been being aged is that in, what a, it is? in a whiskey barrel, right? Yeah. So you're catching the hues of the whiskey flavors in, in the quad. So it started off as a strong beer, and then it, it uh, picked up new, new flavors while it sat in that barrel for six months. It's got a really long finish. Yeah, I'm still fla- it's still yeah. I'm still tasting it now. I mean, I'm tasting it like um, it tastes wine. So I'm exactly, and, <laughs> and that's the difference with it now. Beers are like wines yeah. in the sense of the palate and the educate educating your palate. And uh, we'll we'll drink some when you come by, and I'll I'll give you some a little roll of different flavor palettes that we do, and uh, yeah, you'll yeah. like it. I think. I'm all about the beer education. I don't know that I'll ever be a beer girl, but ironically, I worked for Miller Lite when I was in college. I was a Miller Lite girl. That's not beer. I know, but I don't even drink beer. But this, I mean, this is very complex to me. Like, this is very interesting. Great. I'm glad you like it. Slick, can you pass out the other ones also, please? And this looks darker, but it's not. It is actually our uh, beer that we made as as a donation that we're doing for childhood cancer awareness. So September, which is still today and tomorrow, is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, um, along with Suicide Prevention Month, which are both great causes to support. Um, But... So we raised money this month to be able to donate it to people that are suffering with children with cancer. And uh, so this beer is called Spice for Life that we're about to get. And, uh, and uh, it's a Oktoberfest with a pumpkin spice in it. So what does Oktoberfest mean for someone who's beer? Ignorant? It's a German-style beer. Oh, I like this one. And an Oktoberfest, when you're making it pre-flavoring it like we did with the, with the pumpkin, it's going to be specific grains and specific mm. yeasts and specific, you know, to make it that's an Oktoberfest. So that's, every beer style has certain things that has to be right. in order to be one? designated that particular product. And then you add the flavor. I like this one better. For, like, what is the process? This particular this one is, is post. education some, some flavors, when you're doing a basils and things like that, you can actually flavor them in the, in the brewing process. Um, while you're doing the boil, you can also flavor it in the fermenting process while the yeast is doing its work by in bags. So, like, you can put your leaves in bags and drop it in and make a basil beer, right? Um, but a lot of the beers are flavored post-fermentation, which is this. So we put in the pumpkin spice flavoring after we make the beer. 
And so we can do it for specific really kegs. Good. You can do it one off. You can, you know, you can, there's so many things you can do with beer now. It's really fun. This is really good. Yeah. And this is one of my favorites. They did a good job with this. Was this like you get a, a whole beer education. Now you've got the wine, and now we well, get I a whole beer education. Well, I tastings all day today. I should have brought something in. <laughs> An Uber driver. <laughs> well, I, I did Uber here. So. Oh, she wears it. She's good. Okay. This, this is, is great. This is good. I mean, that's good, too. That one's gone, but this is different. Yeah. So with proceeds of part of these sales went to, or goes um, to? Th there's a, so we're, we are, my, my wife and I are helping raise funds through this foundation called Love Light Compassion Organization. So every dollar we take in, they let us use 100% to take back out. So we're using their 501c3 to help out families that were in the same boat as we, we were in last year. And uh, so we're helping, we're helping families that are fighting their children's cancers. And uh, this, this year, the money that we earned in September is gonna go to one family that uh, is a single mother, the daughter's just relapsed, she has a son that's autistic, and she's just in a hurry, you know. Wow. And so we raised several thousand dollars in, in September that will all go to her family, and uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be life-changing for them. It'll help them a lot. Um, we also support several other foundations in, in that world. Um, spe uh, special Spaces is one. They build bedrooms for children with cancer. So a lot of kids go home to a, a, an environment that's not healthy. It's not uh, conducive of healing. And so they'll go in and they'll rebuild a kid's bedroom for them and make it special for them, but also put in the medical needs that go in along with it sometimes. So they can, they can do things that keep it clean. They can do wow. things that give them oxygen and, and other, other medical needs. So um, that's special spaces. Um, there is a <clears throat> Kaya Smiles is another one. They lost Kaya 11 years ago, and 100% of their proceeds go back to families in need. So there's a lot of places you can help. It's still uh, September, so if it's in your mind, um, you know, if you got a little bit in your pocket, you can help out any way you can. Uh, you know, if you want to go big foundation for research, you know, I think that uh, St. Jude's is the best place to go. We know. have a gentleman coming tomorrow, or right, that does uh, cancer, raising money for cancer kids in Jupiter. And With surfboards, surfboards, I think surfboards. it is, right? Yeah, surfing. So we, we're going to bring him on tomorrow, courtesy of Georgia, put that together. Love to meet him. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, we got a big week this week. Yes, got, you have an announcement. We've got talked a lot about of things that. going on. So let's so. go to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to hear about more that's going on with Crazy Uncle Mike's. Absolutely. I, don't, I think there's some more beer left, so have some more beer. We made a nice interaction here, and now she will forever be drinking Crazy Uncle Mike's brews. Good to go. Stay go tuned. We'll be right back. Introducing Black Tie Liquors, your one-stop shop for wine and spirit needs. Whether you're looking for an ice-cold pack of summer brews or just to grab your favorite bottle of scotch whiskey, Black Tie Liquors has you covered. Come choose from a wide selection of beers, wines, spirits, or liqueurs. Or if you're in the mood, feel free to grab one of our fresh cigars. Stop by Black Tie Liquors today, located on 5970 South Jog Road, Lake Worth, Florida. Or give them a call at 561-968-09.com. Dear Abby is a life coaching company that was founded by Abby Awotesu. At Dear Abby, we believe in empowering single women to unapologetically own their identities and grow in self-love. We know that in order for you to find true, meaningful, lasting love, you must first love and fully embrace yourself, flaws and all. 
Contact us today at askdearabby.com for your personalized coaching session that will get you on the path to ultimately finding your soulmate. And follow Dear Abby on social media at Ask Dear Abby on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Pizza District is the official pizzeria of the Brooklyn Cafe Show. They have amazing deals, great food, and an even better customer connection. Their owner, Nico, runs the friendliest and cleanest pizzeria for miles around. With their pizza made with whole wheat, gluten-free, cauliflower crust, and traditional New York style, you can't go wrong. Plus all the extras, like salad and chicken wings. They are a family-run business with a great atmosphere. Call today to order your pizza and tell them the Brooklyn Cafe sent you at 561-961-4163. That's 561-961-4163 for Pizza District, the official pizzeria of the Brooklyn Cafe Show. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Yes, famous and familiar. I love that stuff. Because a shot in a beer. So what would you do, a shot of, followed by the beer? Well, t- typically a lot of guys will want to do a shot of bur- a whiskey and have a beer to drink. Right. So, you know, it's, I guess, priming the pump. <laughs> Is that what you do? That's it's what like a chaser do. of beer? That, that's what we used to do in New York. It was always, and then when I became a diabetic, I had to go to vodka. I, couldn't, I can't do the rums or... You know the the good stuff, the bourbon and stuff like that. Tequila is good for for tequila is the best. Yeah, for low sugar. And your sours are great, also. Yeah, he makes a great beer. We didn't. I didn't didn't want him to make any sour at first, and then he educated me that we could do it safely because the old old way when you would do a bretomycin yeast, it would ruin your equipment. You couldn't do anything other than Uh, sours forever on. Uh And uh, so when I was hearing horror stories, my brewer was like, "No, no, no, I can do it. I can do it." And I'm like, finally, I gave in after after a bit of time and I trust him completely on his science so um, we, we made one and it was a great one and now we've made probably a dozen since then and I just have to ask you your hat's killing me who comes who does your marketing Noel Hendrickson is our marketing <laughs> oh guy. back to Noel he's amazing he does a lot of your social media also yeah so he's 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 just the guy that handles most of that stuff but <laughs> this, this particular one. hat was actually given to me by a guy named Doug who's a Motley Crue fanatic and, and uh, he wears the same hat, but with Motley across it. And one day he walked in and gave me this hat. Oh and uh, we didn't have them at all for sale, but now we do. So we just made our own, and now we're selling them. Because it's hilarious. Because we a lot of play on it. It's a little naughty, but it's fun. And uh, the reality is, is, you know, we should have fun. You, you know? should have fun. And that's right. what Crazy Uncle Mike is all about. As a social media content writer, are you... Well, I was just thinking I need to get a hat for my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nobody can say my initials or do my initials without a smile on their face. And that's my mission statement, to put a smile on everybody's face. And that's absolutely what it is. We always had, we celebrated our anniversary at Crazy Uncle Mike's. And he was nice enough to let us, we brought the axe throwing uh, on the outside. 
And that was the day that Mike gave me sour beer. And at first I went, mm, I don't know if I like this. And then we, I think we drank a whole one of those big mug things, mm -hmm. one of those big bottles. And then my son was with me, and he, and he says to me, this is the best thing he's ever tasted. So I remember we tried this sour beer when you gave it to us that day. And I've liked it ever since. And I don't like sour beer, but so this was different. Is sour beer kind of like a niche thing that there's like people are into it? Or yeah, I mean, hard, you know, hard uh, seltzers now is a big deal. So all the breweries are doing a hard seltzer. Um, sours, um, you know, there's so many different trends in the beer and the brewing and in the, in the, in the distilling world, you know. Yeah. Um, so sour beer is just a, a particular process where you actually brew your beer, you leave it in the kettle and let it sour, mm. just like as if you left orange juice out. And then you boil it and it takes out all, all the enzymes that, mm. that happened when it soured and then you run it back through and then you put yeast in it and just do the process like you do with a regular beer. Um, but it's gonna carry that sour flavor through the whole process, even after boil. It is good, and tell yeah. us what you've got going on for the weekend. Well, we're starting to party, um, well, today's Taco Tuesdays, we do Latin night tonight. Um, then tomorrow is uh, uh, ladies night kind of thing. We do half, half price bottles of wine all day and night. And Jeffrey- Day early. You're in, your day early. Je and Jeffrey James <laughs> Harris is the band tomorrow night. He goes on at eight o'clock. Um, he's a great blues rock guy. It's his first time to play there actually. Um, but when I have seen him myself, I was like, man, this guy needs to play at our place and, and uh, I really like him a lot. And so that's Wednesday night. And then Thursday night, uh, Shaky T is a band that plays with us a lot. Uh, Terrence Glenn, he actually runs a foundation that we help out a lot and they, they helped us when we were in the hospital a lot. It was called the uh, Ukulele Kids Club. And so Terry's band's called Shaky T and uh, it's a lot of fun. But every time I have a benefit, every time I do anything to give to people, He's the first guy that says, my band's in. My wow. band's in. We'll play for free every time. That's so awesome. That's Thursday night, uh, Shaky Tea. Friday night is uh, Re Resolvers. The Resolvers is a 10-piece uh, reggae band. Um, absolutely spectacular. Their energies increase just every time you go in there. And it's hard to not dance for those guys. They just get you going. And then uh, Saturday night, or Saturday day, we're doing a full a brew fest during the day. So we invited some of our friends over from... Uh, Barrel of Monks from Prosperity Brewery, you know, Dom over here, and then uh, Nobo and uh, Dave Matthews uh, Breweries, uh, Misfits Brewery, uh, ourselves, we're all going to be pouring beer in the afternoon from 4 to uh, 7 o'clock outside, wow. and we have a little bit of music out there. Um, <clears throat> we're going to have just a really fun afternoon brew fest um, on 4 to 7 on Saturday outside, and then a band called Tanned is playing Saturday night at 8 o'clock, and Tanned is one of our uh, local bands that's been playing for us the whole time we've been open, but they haven't played in public since uh, February, and uh, so this is their first band, first real performance in a long time, and their their audience is excited. We're excited about it, and then Sunday's the actual birthday, so the fourth of October is our birthday. That's my birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday on Sunday. Well, happy birthday. We're throwing birthday. Well, you guys have the same birthday too. Look at that. So uh, October fourth is Sunday, and we do a brunch, and we do bingo during brunch, and we do themed bingos. And so the theme this year, or this week, is uh, Crazy Uncle Mike's favorite music. And it happens to be a lot of the local bands, too. So we're doing it where you have to know the music that you're hearing, and then you mark your bingo card off. Oh, that's fun. And uh, win prizes, and, and it's a lot of fun. Ladies drink free champagne. They get oh. a bottle each when they Sounds walk like in. Sounds like my birthday party. So I think you'll uh, be coming back up again this yeah. week. And then <laughs> Sunday night, uh, our most popular band that plays for us is called Crazy Train. 
and uh, they're playing on se on Sunday night. They're going to kick off at 7 o'clock. Did they just play Friday night? They did. That's what I thought. Tracy McDonough was there with uh, Martin for his birthday, and she said, it's not uh, always easy to get tickets for Crazy Train. She said, I called Mike early. I reserved our table. That's yep. how I knew they were just there. Yep. It was a good time, and they're That's back again said. next Sunday. She said it was fantastic. Wow, they've got a lot going on. Bands all week long. Well, he's never shut down. So he's way ab above the curve. There's a difference between never shutting down and growing. Yeah, we talk about this, and Mike has exploded. Yeah, but the mindset is there. Mike never turned yeah. off the batteries. Mike isn't starting over. Mike isn't worried about numbers. in terms. I mean, he is, but he's not thinking about, should I do this or do this? He's doing it, and he hasn't stopped doing it. And and this is where I said at the beginning of the show, Mike encouraged everybody, keep going, keep going, push through it, find a way, and, and he did. What does that mean with the new phases opening? Well, I think that what the county was trying to do was to, you know, not let certain things do certain things. And the governor was like, ah, I think I'm done with that. Let's get everything open. If you want to restrict anything, you got to write me a, ra a ra you know, rationalization and an economic impact about what that will do, right? So um, right now we're running at 50% in Palm Beach County. And I think this week the, the commission and the, and the governor are gonna decide where that, that lands and wherever that is, that's what we'll do. But right now we're at 50% occupancy. And uh, so it works, you know, for what we're doing. Um, you know, I wear a mask in there. All my staff wears masks in there. Um, after the governor, said what he did, people have opted to not wear masks, some people. Um, I'm one that my staff is gonna continue wearing masks, um, but I'm not gonna mandate anything that, that we're not, I'm not a policeman, don't wanna be a policeman. I wanna, I sell fun, you know, with a capital F, and, uh, and I scream the F word constantly, so uh, I wanna, you know, I wanna make people have fun. I'm not, I'm not here to tell people how to live their life. You know, uh, we're in America, I was born at, in America, I was told it was free to make choices here, you know, and if I want to wear a mask, I can put my mask on. And if I, if I don't, I guess I don't have to. And if, you know, um, I don't want to be a judge of anybody. I just want to sell fun. And if you have fun dancing with a mask on, if you have fun not, I don't, I, I'm not your judge. I'm just going to wear mine. And your staff, right. All you can do is offer to keep everybody safe. Everybody has an option, you know, right. And, and people that are at risk, I mean, if you look at the numbers, if you're over 70, that's where the highest risk falls. Everything below 70 is in the 99 point something percentile, but hit 70 above, it drops down to 95%. And, and that's, that's risky. And, and you, gotta, you gotta make sure you're taking care of yourself as well, you know, but because there's certain people at risk, the whole world shouldn't be locked down because of that. It should be choices. And I believe that what the governor's doing here in Florida is great, not trying to be political, just thinking that as a businessman, I really appreciate having the opportunity to run my business and the customers that choose to come to my business have the opportunity to choose to do that. I think it's a, it's a, it's a great thing right now in Florida. For well, I hope when we go back on the road, which we're going to do soon, we have to get that up and going. We can go back to Mike's and do a show from there live, which I think would be a whole lot of fun. It would be. You know, Mike, I think that a lot of the fear um, was that the, the younger kids um, we're, we're trying to get down here when schools and universities let out and they came down here and it became a cluster problem and nobody wanted to take accountability for that. I don't, I don't think it was, it was directly meant to, to hurt the bars and, and now he's like, you know, open it all up. I think that what happened was that we didn't understand how complex this thing could get at the beginning of it and the first phase, it just it ran amok and, and they decided to shut everything down to see where they can pinpoint 
But when you have a business owner that's responsible, and, and I'm talking directly to you, it's a different animal than other people. I mean, I know other places that I was afraid to even walk by, forget about going in, because it was clustered. And nobody knew what was going on. Nobody understood it. Nobody, and I don't care what age you were, you could be 18 to 65, diabetic or not, nobody knew what was going on, and I think it was a knee-jerk reaction. And I don't think that they ever wanted to hurt any of the businesses, I think that now they've come to the realization that you guys run business. You understand the pulse of the community and everything else. So it's a little bit different. I think if they make you the head of this thing, you would make sure people do it correctly. I think that's what they're looking for. We were not letting people in here and then we'd take temperatures and the whole nine. I was more afraid of it than anything else. I stayed home for two weeks while Dawn came in here alone and then with Teddy uh, as well and then we started to come back because I didn't understand it. I, didn't know I, I get that. I think that for, for me, the fear of the hospital collapse was the only thing that yeah. I bought into as a reason to close down businesses was what happened in New York. We were afraid was going to happen nationwide. Exactly. Big problem. We didn't want that because then when people got sick, they didn't have any place to go. But that was solved in, in May. You know, the hospitals had no problems. There was no overload. There was no there was no need for the tents outside, all these things that they did that they didn't ever use. So once we knew that, and there wasn't, that was the only thing that we as business people bought into. There's all kinds of things in the world that are gonna be risky and scary and everything else. But you can't shut down the economy because somebody's scared. And you can't shut down the economy when people can have choices to do their own thing. You can okay. choose to stay home and be safe. You can choose to work from home. You can, you know, all those things. So I think that now we're heading the right direction. Um, you know, and, and, and it will be told, my daughter's in school, she's in physical school. Half the kids came back, half the kids didn't come back. You know, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how we, how we progress through this, but I'm one that lives my life. I'm the one that doesn't say, hey, I'm gonna hide from this. I'm gonna say, how do I live with it? How do I avoid it? And, and let's move forward. And how we keep and, uh, businesses still going. What's happening in Miami, Miami? Ooh, well, yeah, it's been, it's been a little rough. I believe we're still under curfew, 11 p.m. curfew now. Um, it's crazy, it was right? It was, huh? Miami Beach was like 8 o'clock at one point, well, wasn't it? for liquor stores, um, 10 p.m. was the curfew all summer. So actually my boyfriend and I escaped to Sarasota. Um, so we spent two months in Sarasota because we wanted to do things. We wanted, we were foodies, right? We eat, we drink. And I love my boyfriend and he is a great cook, but I need something else. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go you outside. So we actually went to Sarasota where the rules were a little more lax, but you know, again, we, I wear a mask around my mom. She's 70 and has health conditions. So, you know, I, I'm not running around, you know, in crowds or putting myself at risk, but um, we decided that we were gonna mitigate our risks and go in places that we felt comfortable, but not be scared and just stay home all the time. And actually in Sarasota, the numbers never really spiked. There was really no reason to shut down businesses there and even when we were out and people weren't wearing masks or you know it it never felt unsafe and it felt actually normal and that was comforting and um, and the numbers over there just didn't reflect a need to really shut down much in South Florida we definitely had a spike and you know there was there was issues but um, in Miami you know I, I think the curfew is a little arbitrary it's, it's open now the governor last week's decision was statewide so well, Miami now has bars open. But is it yeah, up yeah, to yeah, the business? Hours are not restricted. Curfew. But is it still up to the businesses to shut down earlier, or is the mandate 
Because I know they can't fine you now for not wearing yeah. a mask. Which I know that part. They can't restrict your hours either. Oh, they can't. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know nope. that. Restricted hours ended either. last Friday. Yeah. Okay, um, and it's funny because I went to Sanibel and I went to the Keys and two different worlds and everybody yeah. wore a mask. Down at the Keys, the police were giving out free masks on the street mm-hmm. and everybody wore them. I was shocked yeah. at, how, at how clean they are about even everything that they got in because they don't want it, you know, they don't want it to spike on the island because it would close everything down. Yeah, no, and in in all the places that we went over the summer were, you know, again, social distancing and 50% capacity and all that kind of stuff. Um, But there just wasn't the the angst, I guess, on the West Coast as there was here in in South Florida. And um, it was refreshing kind of to be out of Miami for for the worst of it. Um, But, you know, again, like I said, we're safe. We, I wear a mask around my mom and people at risk. Um, but it's again about choices, like Mike said, and I think that you have the choice to stay home. You have the choice to go out, and I think in a lot of this, we need to remember personal responsibility. I mean, you you have a responsibility to wash your hands and you know keep your distance if you're sick, stay home. You know, like those sort of things. But um, you know, I'm all for supporting the businesses being open and and business owners being able to make money because they got to make money too. Yeah. It was great. Our friend said Saturday night when we left, it was the first time they had felt normal as going out in seven months since this happened. That yeah. was at your place. So, That's awesome. So thank you for that. All right, we're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, we have Flynn's Arcade joining us, right? They're on the line? Yep. We're to come give us a call, 888-994-4995. More beer to go? No, no I want to give us something to do. And we'll be right back. If a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Have you ever felt that your voice goes unheard? And you think that you can make a difference if only someone would just listen. It's time for women in business to have a place to step into your power. A platform to embrace your hopes, dreams, and your visions. A voice to heal and restore. Your voice can make a difference. We have the platform to share your story and let your voice be heard. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself the chance to be heard and shine bright. Contact New Dawn Media by texting CAFE to 80800. That's C-A-F-E to 80800. Healing Moments Wellness Boutique specializes in integrating scientific and ancient therapies to relieve physical, emotional, and psychological distress. Through the power of touch, coaching, and meditation, clients experience pain relief, relaxation, healing, and detoxification. Contact Healing Moments Wellness Boutique at 561-931-2187 and experience Boca Raton's Healing Haven. Enjoy the benefits of an individualized treatment plan to help find your feelings of peace, complete balance, and wellness. Call Healing Moments today, 561-931-2187, and be rejuvenated. Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. 
Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut, and Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation staycation, visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum, it's wicked smooth. Mark Dane's paintings are custom designed specifically for your space. Each design will not only illuminate your space, but will also function as a truly unique light painting. Each piece is handcrafted using various dichroic glass shapes mounted at precise angles on a metal or wood panel. A specific integrated light source strikes the glass shapes to produce a combination of highly saturated colors. The light paintings can be customized to any shape, practically any size, and in any color combination. They can be configured to produce in excess of 5,000 lumens and may be placed on a table, a pedestal, in a niche, or hang on the wall. Come to the gallery at the theater and talk to Mark about placing a piece of his art in your home. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. I tell you, I like it when Mike comes. It, it, he gives you the sense of it's going to be okay. He's like a guy, Scott. You think about, yeah. And he's been through a lot. And, you know, running a business is not easy, no matter where you are. And people are writing in that it's not easy. Um, and you're doing the best you can with what you got. And, you know, he has no fear. And that's the one thing that I picked up when he was here on the 17th. No fear. Keep going. Um, and it will, you, you figure it out as you go along. You got to keep going. We've got Jacqueline Coleman here. You may as well hang out because your car's not ready, right? Uh, so you may as well hang out with us. Uh, we Mike got more left, beer. Do you Mike like the beer? Growlers. I like it. I like it. I, I don't know that I, I could drink it all day, but I like it. I could drink wine all day. Is that <laughs> I wanted to ask you about this. So, so you like red wines at night, whites during the day, and then rosé in between. I don't like to restrict myself. She likes choice. No, no, you should never restrict. I think you so should you should drink raw wine. I, I don't I don't say red wine at night. Usually that's the case, but um, usually it's it's rosé all day for sure. Really, rosé all day. Rose I mean, not like every day. day. I'm not <laughs> drinking rosé all day every day, but rosé all day. That's like the name of your show, rosé all day. It, it maybe is. How do you like that? And is there a correct way of drinking wine? Again, yeah, technically yes. I mean, but you do you, you know, whatever, wine is, wine is meant to, wine is a pleasure, right? It's, it's to be enjoyed. So if you want to drink it with a stem or stemless, you, you drink it the way that you want to. But yes, technically there is a, you know, a textbook way of drinking. So if I wanted to drink it in the crazy straw, it's okay. You can absolutely do that. Sure. That's the way you should drink beer, by the way. With a straw. I would not judge you for drinking wine from a Thank crazy you. straw. She doesn't judge. She We've got um, virtual guests coming in. Yes. Let's, let's bring over Flynn's Arcade. We're going to bring. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing wonderful. And yourselves? It must be like crazy beard day. 
Yeah, <laughs> I saw that in the other video or the other gentleman. I was like, oh, I love his beard. Do you know Mike from Crazy Uncle Mike's? I do not know Mike from Crazy Uncle Mike's, but now I, I just went onto their social media and tagged them and followed them and, you know, beginning to track their what they're doing. You'll have a lot of fun. You're wearing Coral Springs? Uh, no, we're in Margate, Florida. Uh, that's kind of close. Our yeah, it's just... Place. Thank you. <laughs> this is the place that Vinny talks about all the time. All the time. And then you, Val interviewed him yesterday, and we actually replayed your show last night on the radio on WWNN. Awesome. And it was a great show. Tell us about Flynn's Arcade. So Flynn's Arcade is an arcade in Margate, Florida, and it's uh, established and built and constructed by my friend and I, Will. And uh, we started back in December 2019, grand opening on December 7th. And we started construction in June of 2019. Before that, we started doing like pop-up arcade and video game events. And we do everything from tournaments to, as you can see behind me, the stand-up cabinets and new consoles like PlayStation and the Switch. And we also do like other nerdy things like Gundam models, which are like model kits you build and then like tabletop gaming with like cards and all kinds of interesting things. Other nerdy things. That's why our crew yes. love it. It's like a throwback. <laughs> Hector would like this place too. Yes. Hector would never leave this place. Hector, this is another place you would like. Why an arcade though? <laughs> So Why an arcade? Um, well, arcade, like it starts back when I was like, like I said in the previous interview, like when I was eight, nine or so, you know, going to the laundromat with my mom on Sundays and just spending time with Galaga and Mortal Kombat 1. And my dad really raised me on uh, Galaga and we would compete back and forth. And then when we began doing these pop-up events, these retrocades as we called them, you know, we were drawing between 150 to 300 people each time. And... I talked to my friend when we were demoing one of my houses um, before it was sold. And we were like, you know, I think it's the time to do this. And this is back in December, 2018. And then one thing took the other and we said, you know, it's all about putting happiness and joy back into the world. And so we just kind of took it in that direction. And being a student of business, I was like, you know what? The barrier entry is kind of high. It's a little different. It's more niche. There aren't a lot of them. And so, you know, what the heck? And I'm a big believer, like what Mike had said previously when I was watching, you know, you just got to live life and you got to take risks. You got to be willing to put it out there. I think that must be the message of the day. Well, you know, your time <laughs> for an arcade couldn't come at a better time because people are looking to do things. Okay. Our guest here, yep. she needs to get out. People want to go out and do things and doing something that's fun is even more better to do, right? Because, I mean, you've been cooped up, you've been sort of turtled in your house, and, um, and you're looking around, and arcades are a nice change of pace. Like Crazy Uncle Mike's change of pace. A lot of fun things to do without being absorbed around with 100 people and things of that nature. I remember when I went to the beach, I used to wear the white mask from the lady from the vacuum cleaner. What was that? The HEPA mask. The HEPA mask. Into the ocean. <laughs> and I wouldn't come out of the ocean. And, and my, my daughter would bring my drinks to the ocean. I wasn't leaving. I wasn't going on that sand. <laughs> I is not doing that. Remember because I tell you these stories. And they gave me a straw and I would drink. That's why I say the wines and the drinks with a straw and everything else. Again, looking to have a little bit of fun yep. and sort of changing it up because it's really been a tough 2020, I tell you. Now, were you able to stay open during all of this? Well, we obviously abided by all the rules and regulations, but I'm kind of right there with Mike. When the green light was there, we closed, what was it, March 18th, and then we were able to reopen May 18th, obviously with restrictions in place. 
um, you know, Flynn's as we grow, you know, each and every day we kind of see different people and different quantities. And so we just hit the ground running. But like Mike, um, I just kept things or we kept things growing. You know, we're all about community here, the Flynn's family, as we call them. I did live streaming and online tournaments and we did raffles and giveaways and our Flynn's family donated over $4,000, about right around $4,000 to us just to keep us going during that time. So that's just a testament. Uh, you know, uh, a Rolling Stone gathers no moss. And having been a student of uh, military history, I knew, hey, when your competition isn't doing anything, you you hit the ground running. You know, <laughs> like you do everything because when it comes around, uh, you see the 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 what is it? The um, you reap what you sow, and that's what we're seeing now. And and once again, like you had stated, it's about escapism, it's giving people an opportunity, an affordable opportunity to come out. Forget about the worries of life and just enjoy yourself and go backwards in time, if you will. And that's why Vinny loves it so much. And Vinny is that person. <laughs> yeah. You know Vinny? Yes, I know Vinny. He had his <laughs> camera at our last cosplay event. He's bored right now. He's actually what's running up? all of oh, everything. He's running what's up, Vinny? <laughs> now, what are, what yeah, Vinny did some sick shots. One of the things that we were talking about, I was talking to Gio, I've been talking to Hector, is that we're going to come out with a game board for the cafe. Okay. And my okay. son wants to do it digitally first, and then we're going to take that and we're going to create the board and go in that direction. Uh, and I love okay. to have Flint on the board because we're going to have crazy awesome. Uncle Mike, and these are going to be pieces on the board. You have to go there, sort of do certain questions and things, and you move on. And then at the end of the game, you win. But being that he's south of us, maybe we make him the last piece on the board that you have to sort of figure out something that goes on in there. So. We're going, to, we're going to incorporate your highlights, and that will be the piece on the digital board and then on the physical board when we get it out there. But I forgot to tell you that. They started working on it on Monday. That's awesome. And we want to do awesome. this to give people an opportunity not only to know who you are, not only to know what you send out, but at the same time to have a little fun with this thing. Do you have food? Do you have a bar? Or you're strictly an arcade? Well, we are predominantly focused on the arcade video game nerd community, but we do sell snacks and drinks and like Japanese stuff as well, like Japanese sodas, Japanese snacks like Pocky or Ramoon. And then we also do uh, noodles from Japan. I didn't think that people were going to buy them, but it just taken off quite well. And then we just recently acquired our beer and wine license. So we do have uh, a bar we call the Pink Elephant. It's kind of a nerdy thing, but... Um, and we do have a bar kind of side to it, but it's just solely beer and wine, uh, not a full liquor bar. So that's for a 21 plus group, you know, that's hilarious. Nerdy pink elephant. You know what? I think everyone likes to get in touch with their inner nerd because our crew, the demographic, they love arcades. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They love arcades. So that was, we did that as well. But it's interesting because, okay. So let me ask our wine expert over here. In an arcade, what kind of wine should be, what kind of beverage should be enjoyed as you're getting involved in these games? Well, I think it needs to be something non-complicated, right? So maybe some light, light wine. Again, I'm going to go back to rosé. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't be drinking powder in your Really? Maybe, maybe something a little more fun. Yes. Fun and fruity. Yeah. I would be in the heavy stuff. Yeah, but you're always in the heavy stuff. Well, I get to concentrate on the arcade people. But you I'm always in the heavy stuff. Mike's Bruce. Yes. Champagne is paired with Champagne? Champagne in there. I'm down. Well, with an expensive palate, I see. 
And I thank you. I know you're very involved in the business community in Margate, and I know you've given Val some great contacts. Yes. I, I try to stay as well connected as possible. Um, and, and to me, with small business owners um, or business owners in general, we, we have to kind of like come together. We're not an island. We're not on separate islands. We have to work together. And yeah. I believe also you can give out all the information in the world, but 80% of the people are going to do absolutely nothing with it. So the 20% people that do, hey, God bless them. And <laughs> that's, uh, that's good for them. So we just try to help cross promote every Saturday on my Instagram and social media. You know, I try to push other businesses and I'll even push similar businesses to us because once again, there's enough, there is enough cake to go around for everybody. And it's funny, people, people that I know down your way are asking me, what is the, give us the address and the times of operation. Okay, awesome. So our address is 5869 Margate Boulevard, and that's in Margate, Florida, 33063. They can also Google Flynn's Arcade, um, Flynn's Arcade and more Margate, and it will pop up on Google Maps. And we're right off of Margate Boulevard and 441, just a little bit north of Atlantic uh, Boulevard and just a little south of Copens. Okay. And our hour, hours of operation, we're closed on Mondays, um, so we can repair machines, do work we need to do, and then we're open Tuesday through Sunday. Um, during the week, Tuesday through Thursday, we're open from 5 to midnight. On Friday, we're open from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m., Saturday, 1 p.m. to 2 a.m., and Sunday, 12 to 12. And then we do events scattered throughout uh, the month, and then, you know, we kind of um, make them fit our hours of operation. I love it. It could be a lot of fun. And what kind of business did you do before Flynn's? Well, currently, currently, so, <laughs> so I was a teacher for six years. Um, I have a master's degree in military history from a military school in Vermont. Um, I taught for six years, and then I left that, and I opened a real estate brokerage, and I'm still an active real estate bro, uh, bro, um, realtor. And my friend and I started and we do that as well. And then had a digital or I have a digital media company called AccuTour where we do like photography and drone and video production, 3D virtual tour and augmented reality for real estate and the yacht industry and commercial real estate. And then um, also I, I run some Airbnb uh, properties out of, you know, that my wife and I have. So that's what we do. Productive. Freddie's dream is to have a drone. Oh, they're beautiful. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. I've been asking for a drone now for five years. I'll get it eventually. His dream is to have a drone. Well, thank you so much. We would love to do more with you and kind of share share the word because our crew loves what you're doing. And they're at the Pulse. They awesome. call us. They said they're like the freaks and geeks, our crew. Yes. Uh, and the misfits. But you know what? That's kind of what we do. So we welcome all. Awesome. Eddie, thank you so much. Well, for come on down there. anytime. See you later this week. Oh, my pleasure. Excellent. And it's good because he's helping businesses and everything, everybody together. Thank you very much for coming. He's helping businesses and everything else get together. You know, it's one big happy family. And like he says, there's plenty of cake for everybody. And he's come out of left field because he was a history teacher. I wonder how, I guess Val maybe met him through Vinny. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who knows? In this place, you don't know what's going on. But you know what? They love it so much. And Vinny comes all the way down from Boynton. He's running our board, actually. I know doing a good job. All right, let's go to commercial break. When we come back, more with our Tuesday. We can do Tasty Tuesday and finish drinking if you want. We're going to have the rest of that beer. Cool. All right, stay tuned. Oh, we should pair it with an Oreo. No, no Oreo for me. But and we'll you. be right back.
Sexy, seductive, and beautiful. Looking for a professional and talented photographer? Danielle Bujan specializes in capturing flirtatious and tasteful images for yourself or your partner. Located in South Florida, Danielle really knows how to bring out your inner beauty on a shoot. Visit her website at www.daniellebuljan.com or call her at 561-305-2241 to capture your most desirable moments. Spotlight your business, ideas, and events through our Brooklyn Cafe TV channel on Apple TV. Contact us at 888-224-5422 for more information. Let the whole town, even the whole country, know your message with a click of a button. TV and WNN Money Talk Radio have been in conjoint business for 10 years. They have been working around the clock nonstop to promote over 500 shows and businesses reaching all over South Florida. With added platforms such as social media live streaming, podcasts, and the specialty of live radio, it has never been easier to get your voice heard by millions of listeners. To amplify your impact and start your show today, contact Amp2TV at 866-224-5422. That's 866-224-5422. Amp Media Productions and WNN Money Talk Radio have been in conjoint business for 10 years. They've been working around the clock nonstop to promote over 500 shows and businesses reaching all over South Florida. With added platforms such as social media live streaming, podcasts, and the specialty of live radio, it's never been easier to get your voice heard by millions of listeners. To amplify your impact and start your show today, contact Amp Media Productions at 866-224-5422. That's 866-224-5422. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. But he's part of that restaurant. Is he? Uh-huh. I'm surprised. His hearing is about as good as his eyesight, so we're all good to go. I, I am doing 15 <laughs> things at one time. You have no idea what's going on on my phone. Is that what's going on in your phone? Yes. There are things are blowing up all around us. But you know what's a beautiful thing, and I think the message of the day is you got to hit the ground running, and you just got to believe and keep going. You That's just right. can't. What do you say? A rolling stone does not gather moss. That was a famous saying. That's right? what he said. That's what you, you just got to go. go. You got to hit that little pinball to keep going. Life is like a giant pinball on steroids. Sometimes that's how I feel. It's like a box of chocolates. Like box of you chocolates. hear the voice? There are voices in the walls here. <laughs> like a box of chocolates. But Dylan, nice job introducing us to Jacqueline. Oh, yeah. oh you're Dylan. That's Dylan. Oh, hello. Um, yes, so did we talk about Jacqueline's, she's a fourth generation athlete. What, what is that? 
So, <laughs> well, fourth um, generation Miami. And my, I wish I was an athlete. I would, so, no, like, I what did I you, like to drink? So, wait. So, what did exactly did you do? Well, so my great grandfather founded the University of Miami athletic department. So close. And then my grandfather was the first mascot for the University of Miami football team in 1926. And then he was also president of the Orange Bowl Committee. My mom was actually, I forgot to mention this. Sorry, mom. Um, she was one of the first women on the Orange Bowl Committee in the 80s, right before. I, so she was pregnant with me when she was on the committee, which was like a big deal, you know, going to these like very, you know, hoity-toity boardroom meetings and this woman, you know, like waddling in. Um, but then when I was born, there was actually a little article written about me, and they called me the little squeeze. So the little what? The little squeeze. Like the orange squeeze? Like orange juice. Okay. Orange. Well, so there are actually still some of the older members on the committee that call me the little squeeze. Nice. Um, however many years later, I won't say that changes on Sunday. Um, but so, yes, there, there is a legacy there with athletics in South Florida. And I unfortunately did not continue the legacy with athletics, but... Um, I did go to University of Miami. So. You know what I heard? That University of Miami, this is an amazing thing that no one's even talking about. For every off-campus student, they are now getting tested. Tests are sent to their home, and they're getting tested. Co covered by the university, they send you the test, you do yourself swab, you FedEx it back. I think it's pretty tremendous. It is, and on Thursday nights, we have the two-minute warning, which is Benny Blaze, who's a graduate from there, and. You know, he's trying to bring the Rock Johnson, who's a graduate from there. Every time I turn around, I think the whole world went to the University of Miami. Right. Everybody. Well, at least the good Except people, the cool people. <laughs> oh! <laughs> they said are. Me. I say that thinking. my boyfriend went to FSU, so we're very much house divided. Oh, so this weekend oh my was God, tough. He must it have was, been crying it was really tough. But fortunately, the past three years that we've been together, Miami has won, and that is good for our relationship. Um, but he is like a hardcore, diehard FSU fan. So it is not a pleasant place to be on that football Sunday or Saturday. Wow, that was That's a tough fun. Saturday then. Ranked yeah. number eight in the country. Yeah. Now, I, again, because the schools are starting out late and everything else, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, the Marlins are in the playoffs. I can't say nothing. Um, the Heat are playing the Lakers in the championship. I can't say nothing. The Lightning, the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Take it easy. I'm getting there. Yes, the Lightning won. I mean, Florida seems to be the stomping ground again. You see, I got to deal with that guy. Um, again, uh, my, Florida seems to be the stomping ground of champions again, just like Boston was for the longest. So that's um, amazing. The, 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 um, the stadium you're talking about, take it easy. The stadium you're talking about had tremendous records in the day it was the place to be it was oh, the yeah. party to be dawn used to hang out there are stories about that stadium ten dollar no blocky about the orange bowl stadium we actually we had i don't think we have it here we had the memorabilia that had the original one of the chairs one of the seats. well you know we had 50 yard line seats on on the home side uh right on the first railing for my whole life i mean my grandparents had these seats they were prime time seats um and so I grew up, of course, going to the Miami games. And I think that's probably why I went to the University of Miami, because I couldn't imagine cheering for another football team, honestly. That was probably 75% of the reason I went there. Well, Dawn went there, and for some reason, she was on the sidelines. I don't know why she used to take... Just one game or... No, for four years. No. 
Pilat makes a lot of the stuff. For you. No, I don't campus, make it up. You don't talk about it. But the campus has changed tremendously. See, she changes oh, yeah. the whole subject. It's amazing now. They're living, court, where live, the housing the is housing. amazing, and the campus is just beautiful. Well, the new it rat. Is. Do you remember the old rat? I remember the uh, old rat. The old rat was so fun. We were there in May. Everything was closed for graduation, mm -hmm. but we did walk through campus, and it's just well, You said amazing. they're going to walk now in November? And December okay. is law school graduation. I don't know where they're having it because there's a thousand students, so I'm not quite sure where they're going to put a thousand One people in family. One at a time. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be a college student right now, honestly. This is law school, it's so I really don't know where they're going to put them. Or anybody, and you know, because college is, is about socializing and having fun, and unfortunately, these guys right. are kind of on lockdown, so. Right. It's a different experience. I remember I went to Georgia universities when when uh, she graduated. Uh, which was different than Freddie's graduation, different because these stadiums are massive. I mean, it, you need an airplane ride to get to the top of this thing. Thank God they put me at the bottom and I get to see the stadium and what it holds, 110,000 people. This is craziness. But things are totally changing and we were not to change the subject, but I'm going to. As a writer, we were talking about growing content and social media. Yeah. And right yeah. now that's what everybody's looking to do. Yeah, I mean, it, because people are online more nowadays, you know, they're not out um, socializing and doing things that they used to do more often. Um, so I think, you know, social media marketing has always been absolutely important. Now it's even more so, I feel like, because it's people have moved to online models for their business a lot of the time. So True that. Um, and it's constant. We were talking this morning, and I said to Jacqueline, this is not an easy thing. She said it's really a full-time job. It is a full-time job. And I used to work in a small marketing, a social media marketing agency. And, you know, I, we, there was three of us working full-time on, on different clients. But, you know, that it, it really is to get the most out of your social media, you need to hire someone who's an expert in it. That's just bottom line. And I wanted to ask, um, when you write your, your, your wine pieces, how do people find what you write how is it located where is it located? google me no i'm kidding um so locally in miami i write the biscayne times vino column so biscayne times newspaper is i think it's the third largest in miami obviously after the herald and miami new times but um covers the biscayne corridor from downtown through aventura um and so i do the vino column it's a monthly publication pick up your copy if you're in the area. Um, really great investigative pieces too. Uh, the newspaper is awesome. Proud to write for them. Um, and then winetraveler.com is the other website that you can find a lot of my articles. Um, and my blog, History and Wine, so historyandwine.com um, is where I kind of repost. I use it more as kind of an online portfolio. So as I'm writing for these other publications, I'll link to them from my blog. So if you're just looking for anything I've written in the past eight years or so, it's, it's linked on my blog. And do you go to different restaurants and taste pairings? I do, well, yeah, and in, in, in other times, yes. That a, a big part of what I was doing prior to March was a lot of wine dinners and okay. lunches and meeting with winemakers who would come in town and doing tastings and pairings and that sort of thing. That's interesting because mm -hmm. I went to a couple of restaurants and I saw that that was going on. We were thinking of doing wine pairings with Oreos. Okay, no, well, I, so I, the trick with sweet stuff though is you have to go with a sweet wine because if you do something like say a Cabernet with an Oreo, it's gonna, the, the sweetness, the sugar in the Oreo is gonna make the Cabernet taste more astringent and kind of 
It's going yeah, to lose really a the, thing. the fruit, huh? Is it still red wine with meat, white wine with fish, or rosé in between? There are always exceptions. The most important thing is to match the weight of the wine with the weight of the food. It's, you know, a heavier wine with a heavier dish, a lighter wine with a lighter dish, because, um, you know, and then there's all sorts of rules within there. You can compare and contrast. You know, you can have um, the same flavors together, like sweet and sweet, or you can do spicy and sweet, and there's, you know, it, what grows together goes together, which is a big rule for Albarino from Spain in the northern part in Reyes Baixas. It's you know, near the ocean, so Albarino is seafood. Um, so there's all sorts of rules to follow when pairing food and wine, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it's what you like. What about pork? I know that steaks come in different sizes. And yeah. Okay. But pork, the white, the other white meat. The other white meat. What do you do with that? Well, actually, we had a pork tenderloin last night with a wine from Priorat from Spain, which is actually a heavier um, garnacha-based wine. Um, so that that paired well because the, we had some heavier spices on the pork. So the spice. But was is that a red thing or a white thing or a rosé thing? Priorat, it was a red wine. It is a it red, a red wine. Okay. Yeah, it's a heavy red wine. Actually, it's a. It is. It's a very you know kind of tannic and full-bodied. Um, but you know, uh, pork, you could do a Pinot Noir too. If you're just doing like a pork chop and not putting, you know, a lot of spices again, the flavoring has to kind of match the, the heaviness, right? So we had heavy kind of, uh, peppery, um, spice on the pork. So that went well with the heavier wine and the, the spice and the, and the wine and that sort of thing. Whereas if we were just doing plain pork chop, um, we'd probably do a Pinot Noir, maybe a Grenache, which is also another lighter red wine. And you have to finish that bottle that night with your meal. Um, it depends. I mean, I usually we do. <laughs> usually we do. But um, it depends. You know, it, it, the heavier the wine, usually with the red wines, you can let it, you can have it the next day or two days later. With like a Barolo, there's this whole thing with second day Barolo. It's actually better the second day. Um, after it's had some oxygen exposure and the wine has softened out a little bit. So How did you get involved doing wine in between everything else, right? You think of well, all Wait a minute, wait things. a minute. I got another question. Second day wine. So many Red questions. wine, when you open it, do you have to refrigerate or you leave it out? Um, I leave it out if I'm going to drink it the next day, but you can if you... The, the thing with wine is the oxygen exposure. So that's what's going to turn it to vinegar eventually. So if you put it in your refrigerator, you're saving yourself a little bit more time because it's an anaerobic... At, like atmosphere yeah. um, so it can be safer in the fridge I you know I wine doesn't last very long in my house so I'm not worried about it <laughs> so wine wants to turn into brandy is that the way that it works I mean there's a whole different process for that sort of thing yeah because that's what they <laughs> were teaching us so you had to drink it and there were different stages when you drink it but I, I'm fascinated by it okay so I'm gonna ask you the question because people okay. are asking me okay. and then you can do that whole thing you want to do but what is the numero uno best wine on your list and you're only allowed one. Oh man yes okay well let me can i do a region at least like because i want to give a shout out to yes if i if i could only drink from one region okay how about that because that's way easier than one bottle because there's so many great bottles out there okay one region virginia really virginia virginia are you serious i'm serious virginia makes some great wines wow and they are in in my opinion kind of midway between the new world and the old world so you don't get as much fruit as you do in california you don't get those f cabernet fruit bombs it's very difficult to grow cabernet in virginia um but you do get kind of really elegant um complex 
French varieties of grapes that maybe you don't see as much in the New World. You get some Cabernet Francs, um, some Chenin Blanc. Um, and there's also a lot of hybrid grapes being used in Virginia. There's a lot of experimental wine growers or winemakers. And um, so there's just a lot of cool stuff happening there. And honestly, if you said you have to pick one region and you can only drink that wine for the rest of your life, I would absolutely pick Virginia. Did you have any idea? I'm, I'm shocked. And, and to ask Doris' question, why the hell did you get into this? Virginia. <laughs> because so of Virginia. For, because of Virginia. And maybe that's why I choose it, because uh, in, the, in the world of wine, Virginia was my first love. Um, but I was wow. living in Arlington, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C., for several years and started exploring the wineries. And this was about 10 years ago. And um, discovered Virginia wine country. And... Um, started my blog and it really spiral spiraled from there I, I came back to Miami in 2013 and I, I took a wine education course and I passed the exam which was very difficult and so from then I decided that this was more than just a hobby and it could be you know a career you gotta do what you love that's amazing do yeah. what you love and that's so important not only that but you've been doing that how long now about 10 years about so, 10 years so it's not it. even a hobby, it's part of your life now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from the moment that I started the blog, I knew it was going to be part of my life. But did I, at that, you know, 10 years ago, did I ever expect to call myself a wine writer or, you know, do tastings or no, that was never, I was, I was working in a government affairs office. I was going to be a lobbyist. So um, that was never the original goal. Um, however, it as we all have this thing in wine, when you're in the industry and you just start learning about wine, you can't stop. So it's kind of addicting and, um, you know, not in a bad way, I'm not talking about addiction, but, you know, learning about wine and being around people in wine. There, I've met some of the coolest, most interesting people ever that are winemakers and in the industry. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, our job is to help people have fun and to, you know, talk about something that, uh, like I said, is a pleasure um, a pleasure product. So it, it really, you know, and at this time and, and this year and this pandemic, it's been a blessing to be a part of this industry for sure. Amazing. Everyone's having fun. All right, let's go to commercial break. Everyone, we got to give them some energy. I need Slick to get up and dance around and Dylan, you guys are way <laughs> too quiet or we got to start drinking. Well, it's, it's fascinating because there's a history here, deep history. It's coming forward, but when we come back, we're going to ask you Another question, because we want to know where you're going to be in the next five years. What oh. is it that's on your plate? So we give you a chance to think about that. Stay tuned, have some fun, and we will be right back. Healing Moments Wellness Boutique specializes in integrating scientific and ancient therapies to relieve physical, emotional, and psychological distress. Through the power of touch, coaching, and meditation, clients experience pain relief, relaxation, healing, and detoxification. Contact Healing Moments Wellness Boutique at 561-931-2187 and experience Boca Raton's Healing Haven. Enjoy the benefits of an individualized treatment plan to help find your feelings of peace, complete balance, and wellness. Call Healing Moments today, 561-931-2187 and be rejuvenated. Friends, it's Bree and Allie from Kids and Capes. Tune in Saturday mornings on the Brooklyn Cafe K 
Kids Television Network at 10 o'clock, where we share fun and ideas. And remember, peace, love, and kindness. So let's spread your business like a wildfire. Spotlight your business, ideas, and events through our Brooklyn Cafe TV channel on Amazon Fire. Contact us at 888-224-5422 for more information. Let the whole town, even the whole country, know your message with a click of a button. Together, we ignite. Mark Dane's paintings are custom designed specifically for your space. Each design will not only illuminate your space, but will also function as a truly unique light painting. Each piece is handcrafted using various dichroic glass shapes mounted at precise angles on a metal or wood panel. A specific integrated light source strikes the glass shapes to produce a combination of highly saturated colors. The light paintings can be customized to any shape, practically any size, and in any color combination. They can be configured to produce in excess of 5,000 lumens and may be placed on a table, a pedestal, in a niche, or hang on the wall. Come to the gallery at the theater and talk to Mark about placing a piece of his art in your home. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. That's an interesting question. How to impress? How to impress a date? First date? No mailbacks. No yeah, no bombbacks. Really? Why is that? Turn your teeth purple. They're really, they got a, a lot of color pigmentation, so they'll, you'll get that real deep purple lip and teeth. But that's kind of cool, purple lips. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally, once you've been dating for a while, who cares, right? No, but no, we're talking about first date. Yeah, first date, no, you don't want purple teeth. No Malbec. Interesting. No, no purple teeth. Or, or, or suck it up in a straw. Is there a wine of choice for first date? Like, what would impress? I mean, I guess it depends. Champagne always impresses me, so, you know. But, like he was saying, if you're doing steak or something, like a good solid Cabernet is, is a is a good, safe choice. Slick, are you into different wines? I'm not a big wine drinker. Boone's Farms don't count. Boone, no. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big rum drinker. That is true. You are a big yeah, rum drinker. You're just a big drinker. What about ordering champagne and then having a, a wine with the meal? Is that is that doable? I mean, or do you just stick with the champagne? Sure. That's doable. Well, both. I mean, you you can champagne pairs with a lot of different things because it's got very high acid, so it's a really good food pairing wine. Um, so absolutely. I mean, if you wanted to drink champagne th through the whole meal, and I've had champagne dinners before, and they're fabulous. Um, but you can always switch it up depending on what you're eating, for sure. And on Sundays, I go to my favorite place. I have unlimited mimosa. Did you do that yesterday? You get some mimosas. Mimosas. Oh, I've asked him to stop doing that because he comes in Monday with mm, a Hang little hangover. A little hangover. Well, that's, well, that's not great champagne, I guess. No, it's probably cheap Prosecco, to be honest with you. <laughs> right, it is, right? What you is know, the Prosecco difference is not champagne? between Prosecco it and is champagne? Not. Prosecco is made in Italy and champagne is made in France. And they're different methods. So champagne is made in, in a double fermentation 
where the second is in the bottle. Um, the Prosecco is basically made in big tanks. You know, I'm going to have to ask now because I go to a place. I'm going to say, is this Prosecco or is this champagne? You can absolutely and ask. I see the freaking bottle. Yeah, there's. And I'm going to tell you, the ringing in the ears, not so good on Monday. That's not a good thing when you do that. And it's unlimited, so you pay a price and. It's important to know champagne is only made in Champagne, France. France. Because there's a lot of imitations out there, and that's fine. They're all sparkling wine. But um, a true champagne only comes from the Champagne region of France. Important. Lots of things you need to know. If you remember anything from the show. (laughs) Well, it's important because also when you are, I mean, dating is one thing. Business meetings. Business meetings, yeah. You You should know what the hell you're doing. Well, I was actually hired for a job once, unrelated to the wine industry. I was hired to be a business development officer for an IT company. And the hiring manager told me that one of the reasons he wanted to hire me hire me is because I could read a wine list. And when you're entertaining clients, especially yeah. at the level that they were looking for, um, you want someone at the table that can order something that's going to impress the people at the table. So, I mean, wine can get you in the door for other jobs too. Yeah, and, and it, it is a sense of, when you can do that, a sense of um, you're dealing with somebody of intelligence. When I covered Obama's inaugural up in North Carolina, we went to the dinners at night. There was always somebody at the table, and we used to go, okay, get them the wine list. And they knew everything about the wines and the years, which are important as well. Uh, yeah, right? well, that's a whole different level. I mean, when you can start pulling out what you know about vintages around the world, I mean, that's, that's a, something to aspire to, but it takes a lot of work. That's what Harry does. Harry will tell you the years. They actually, his brother opened a bottle of wine in California, and he calls him and says, how long do I let it breathe? He says, I'll call you back. Mm-hmm. And I guess he did his homework. He says, okay, now. <laughs> and, and I was just amazed, because me, I would open it and drink it, but they said you had to let it breathe. So look, maybe we want to look into doing that. It could be kind of fun. I'm definitely going to look into doing that, because I am not like, um, you know, I would like to be the guy to be like, yeah, she would be having... Uh, it's a nice wine. Well, you need to make sure she likes wine. True, 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 true. I didn't, I didn't answer that question though, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind learning more about wine because I'm not aficionado in that. I, I know with the, with alcohol, it's always run with me. So, and it's mixes, and it's beer. It's just college, you uh, know. Like, you know, it just get. <laughs> I didn't drink wine in college. I didn't. I didn't. It's funny. I drank Bloom's wine in mm-hmm. high school, hmm. and then I graduated to college. And, and, you know, to me, wine is wine is wine until I met Harry and he gave me the education and the way wine is and the way it goes with foods. And it changed, it, you know, um, it changed my whole looking at different things. But then the sugars in wine, with being a diabetic, that changed my life. I can't enjoy it. Well, a dry, a dry wine is going to have minimal amount of sugar in it. Um, obviously, sweeter wines are going to have more sugar. Their Proseccos are going to have more sugar. Even champagne has sure. more sugar unless it's brute nature or zero dosage um in that case it has no sugar but your average dry wine is going to be you know very low in sugar very minimal because the sugar has been fermented out to alcohol really which is why it's dry so the alcohol content is higher is drier well there's a lot that goes into play there but yes i mean the the sugars convert to alcohol so you know, that's why a dry wine is not sweet. It's dry. 
then that's the problem because I like them sweet. But yeah. maybe before you leave, you give me a name of a dry wine. Maybe I should go to... Well, your average wine. Cabernet, you know. A, a, now, then you get into the, if it's mass produced and, you know, if it's a Gallo wine, the chances of it having higher sugar content because they put this thing called mega purple in it to boost the colors mm -hmm. and the flavors because the American palate does like a sweeter beverage, right? But, you know, if you find a really good quality... Uh, small producer, boutique winery, their dry wines are, are going to be best if you're watching your sugar. And what is that point scale? I notice that people, when they buy wines, it has a point scale. Yeah. So some people live and die by the points, and some people don't even care. Um, so, yeah, you'll have your James Suckling points, your Robert Parker points, your... Um, and do they do they carry some validity? Yes, if, if your palate is similar to the expert who you're reading the scale. So a lot of people say maybe James Suckling is a little easier on wines than, um, you know, say a Robert Parker. But um, so it, really at the end of the day, it's more about understanding how that person is tasting the wines and if you agree with their scale because their scale is going to be different than somebody else's scale. So you should educate yourself as to whose scale you're using and then go from there. There's a lot of reading involved in drinking how wine. How many scales are, how many people do this? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, there's scales all over the place. And even when we're judging wine competitions, we're scaling the wines, you know, we're giving them a score. Not necessarily because we're going to give them a score that's going to be put on the bottle, but we're trying to decide if the wine is worthy of a um, double gold, a gold, a silver, or a bronze medal. So, you know, there's like a, a gold wine maybe on from 90 to 100 points, right? Okay. So... Um, and then going down from there. So the, the points really are used more as a measurement and not necessarily as a hard and fact, fast, like this is a 92-point wine. I got to cover a wine deal. There were three rooms that I had to cover with cameras. Freddie was with me. Linda was with me. Sarah was with me. Gio was with me. And we got to cover, and, you know, they sip it and they spit it out, and they sip it and there's water or something, and they sip it and they say, all day, this is all they're doing. Oh, yeah. And they came out, there must have been enough wines to fill this theater. And well, they came out with one winner. I judge a competition here in South Florida called the American Fine Wine Competition, and we usually have around 700 wines yeah. wow. um, that we judge in a matter of two, two and a half days. Mm -hmm. You taste so, them all? No, no, luckily, <laughs> Can you imagine? no, that would be, that would be really intense, but it is almost that intense because um, you're in tables of usually four judges and there's panels of wines that are coming to you. So, you know, you don't taste all of the wines, but um, somebody there tastes all of the wines. And then as a, as a group of judges, there's usually about 30 to 35 of us, yeah. um, we'll choose the best wine from the finalists. And yeah. I got to sit there, and then they gave me some wine. It was a lot of fun. How do yeah. people find you for all of the things that you do? Um, follow you? Yes, online, on social media, at History and Wine. So History A-N-D Wine is my social media handle for Instagram and Twitter. And that's the best way to find me, and I post all of, especially on Twitter, I post all my articles and stuff. All right, thank you so, so much for joining us. Dylan, Thanks. nice job. Good Fantastic. job, Dylan. Jacqueline Coleman, wow. Oh, it is all about the you is all I can tell yeah, you. Hey, we're with that. Well, this is the original you. This the, is different. The, the OG. No, this is the different. The OB, I you guys, you're always throwing that you at me. This is different. This you gonna have to, you have to go like this because they opened it up and they started that whole thing and this family and the whole night. I get that. But if you, and again, 
this Thursday night, two-minute warning, more you players are coming. Yeah, Fanny Blades is on Thursday night, so that's yeah. coming up Thursday night at 7.30. Thank you to Crazy Uncle Mike's. Yes, they are open. It is safe. They've got bands. Congratulations on your two-year anniversary, Mike. And we had Flynn's Arcade over in Margate, so that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Our crew goes there, and I like you says they're all a little bit nerdy, the geeks, the freaks, the nerds, but you know what? I think that's exactly what we do, and that's exactly what we all need. That's right. A little bit of fun in your life. Don't say you won't have any place to go. Even if you go for 10, 15, 20 minutes, you can do something different. So enjoy yourself. Yeah, have a little bit of fun. Have a great day, everyone. Tune in at 2.30 for The Reinvented Life with Pamela Chanel David coming to you right out of the Aunt Mady Studios. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. drive time. Be kind to each other. And as always, don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show is over, the Brooklyn Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the laughs from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring more good cheer next time. You can follow the Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at the Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. Well, see you next time. Just a ray of light, baby.